Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, raccoons and elephants and honey pies and obladi oblada. So if you are a music fan like I am, you probably already uh, gathered from the little clues in the title that we're going to be talking about the Beatles White Album uh, today. And uh, so we're going to go with that. And uh, so stay tuned because there's a lot that we can learn uh, from this album, uh, the way that the Beatles put it together and some of the songs that are actually on that album. Uh, And you may not know it, but it's actually the best-selling album of the 1960s. Now, there was some great music in the 60s, uh, but for people to buy this record more than any other record, uh, it also means that, uh, you know, we kind of like it, but there's also some kind of weird songs on it, too. So we're going to talk about that. So plug in your headphones, sit back and relax as we roll that episode now. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right, everybody. So uh, we're talking about the Beatles today, right? The the best-selling band of all time. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I have just had the the White Album in my head. I've been listening to it incessantly for probably two weeks now. And I just cannot get it out of my head, which means we need to do an episode on it. And um, as I've thought about this, I actually went and saw kind of a... Um, uh, documentary speech uh, from one of the uh, Beatles expert and I can't remember his name right now so I apologize but I'll try to give a shout out to him later in some of the other videos I do but he was talking about the White Album and it was really interesting to sit through kind of this hour and a half discussion and hear some of the backstories uh, some of the things about about the uh, the record and uh, some of the music 
And so I want to talk about and share some of that, but I also want to talk about why I think the White Album is so important. And if it's been a while since you've listened to it, it's probably a good idea to download it, listen to it on YouTube, uh, wherever you, you want to do it. And um, I don't really know what I'm going to say exactly. So this is kind of different too, because I've, I've put off recording uh, this for a little while because I didn't really know what I wanted to say, but you know what? Hey, one of life's lessons is fuck it. You just do it. Right. So here we go. Uh, let's get started now. Okay. So, um, some of the, the more famous songs that the Beatles did or ones that you'll recognize are actually on this album. Uh, but what's interesting, it's, it's called a double album because there were actually 30 songs, uh, on the album. Some of them are really short. They're only maybe 30 seconds or a minute. Um, and some are actually, uh, rather long, um, as well. And so it's, it's a combination there's a lot of different uh, kinds of music on it as well. And so I thought I'd go through uh, first off, maybe, and just talk a little bit about um, some of the songs, you know, that you, that you might know about some that you might not know about as well. And uh, just kind of talk a little bit about what I've learned that was kind of the backstory with it, um, but also kind of what it means to me. Right. And again, you know, if you've listened to me long enough, you'll know that I'm just here talking. I'm just sharing uh, what I know, my experiences, right? Uh, and kind of what I have have read into it, the meanings that I have from some of the song lyrics that are out there. But what's important is that you listen to it. You see what resonates for yourself. Uh, and if there's certain songs that are popping in your head, go listen to them over and over again, right? Because on this album... <laughs> As an example, Cry Baby Cry is one of the songs that has just been in my head almost every morning that I wake up. Uh, and uh, I couldn't quite figure out why until it was either today or yesterday uh, on that. And one of my favorite Beatles songs of all time is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Uh, and there's a lot of, like I said, beautiful, beautiful things on here. So let's just jump in. Um, so the first track on here is actually back in the USSR, which I, I always kind of wondered. It was kind of like a weird thing. You know, here it is, the 60s, we're in the Cold War. Uh, the UK and the US are kind of in, in the Cold War with Russia. So why would Paul uh, come up with back in the USSR? Well, it was actually a, uh, a dare. <laughs> okay. And if I remember right, it was one of the Beach Boys who actually dared him uh, to write a song similar to the one that Chuck Berry had, which is back in the USA, I believe, uh, but use Russia in it. And so uh, it's kind of funny. He it's it's very it's it's very cool actually. If you go back and listen to the Chuck Berry version, and then listen to this, um, Paul does some very similar things like making call outs to certain cities in uh, in the Soviet Union at the time, uh, you know, using actually he he incorporated a few um, uh, Beach Boy <laughs> lyrics or references in it as well, which I thought was kind of cool because it was one of the Beach Boys who actually encouraged him to do it. So that's always a fun song anyway. And um but the next song, and again, I'm not going to go through every every one of the songs, but I just want to talk about um, several of them kind of briefly, um, because I, I found it very interesting. And 
the White Album. So if you if you know kind of the history of the Beatles, uh, there was a time when they went to India for a while uh, on kind of a retreat with a guru that was over there. And that had a profound impact on, on all of them, especially George. Uh, George kind of changed his whole life and became much more spiritual uh, as a result of that. And might get into that in a future episode. But anyway, lots of love for George Harrison. And um, anyway, so so while they were there, so, so I guess what I was going to say is the White Album is the first album uh, that they created after they came back from India. And what's interesting is the album before the White Album was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, right? Which if you look at the album cover, it's a very intricate, uh, very detailed uh, uh, album cover. In fact, you almost have to use a magnifying glass to see some of the things that are in it. Really psychedelic, uh, a lot of really cutting edge music on that album. It was, a again, fabulous groundbreaking album and one of the things that i found so interesting is when they were looking at doing the cover art and kind of putting together the white album um, one of their friends who was an artist uh, actually said you know what you guys just had like this really complex um album cover for sergeant pepper what if you just do white it's just plain white and all it says is the Beatles and then the number of the album. So they kind of stamped each one of the albums. Interesting, if you had enough money, number one that Ringo had went up for auction a few years ago, $750,000. <laughs> well, if you had the money, there you go. Uh, but anyway, so why I was telling you that is one of the people who was there at the retreat's name was Prudence. And if I remember correctly, she was Mia Farrow's uh, sister. Both of them, I think, were there on that retreat, um, along with some other people in the Beatles. And uh, what they found was, you know, it was about transcendental meditation. And what happened is, is Prudence was, was like meditating the whole day. She would not come out of her room. Uh, she was just in a meditative trance pretty much the whole time. And so there came a point where... Um, <laughs> they sent somebody in to try to make sure she was okay <clears throat> and to encourage her to come outside. And what was funny is the Beatles actually kind of created this little jingle that turned into Dear Prudence. Because if you remember at the beginning of the song, it's Dear Prudence, won't you come out and play? Well, that's what they were singing to try to get her to come out of her room. And they turned a whole song into it. So again, thought that was pretty cool. Um, the song Glass Onion is an interesting one because uh, John, who actually is my favorite Beatle, a lot of the a lot of the critics and other people would try to read into his uh, into his lyrics from different songs. And so he thought, "Aha! I'm going to do. I'm going to play meta with you guys. I'm going to create a song that really means nothing but has references to a bunch of." other Beatle lyrics and and uh, maybe explain some of the stuff, but confuse you a little bit more. So Glass Onion is a great, <laughs> great song that way anyway. Um, but one of my favorite songs from the Beatles too is Obla Di Obla Da. And um, if I remember, I can't remember the country, but uh, Paul had met someone, I think he was from Jamaica. 
And it was kind of, he was one of those happy guys that was always happy. And whatever tended to happen, he would say, Obladi, Oblada, life goes on, man, kind of a thing, right? And and Paul loved that. And he actually kind of created a whole song about that. And to me, it's kind of similar to, you know, like, don't worry, be happy. Uh, and some of the stuff that Bob Marley had had done as well. So it has kind of a reggae feel to it. Um, but, you know, again, just reminds us, Obladi, Oblada, life goes on, right? And um, I think that's an important message for all of us, especially at times in our life when... Um, when things may not be going quite the way that you want them to be, maybe turn on that track or just say to yourself, Obla di, Obla da, man, and, uh, and move on. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I got to say on that one. Okay. Now, one of my favorite songs is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And it was one that was written by um, George Harrison. Kind of complicated on the guitar. I tried to play it and I, I, I can't. I can't do it that well. I can't do it justice. Uh, but there's an interesting story behind it that I thought was, uh, you know, Paul had written this, or uh, sorry, George had written this beautiful song, but it just wasn't right. They did over a hundred takes in the in the studio of this of this particular song, and just felt like they couldn't get it right. There was something that was not quite right in it, and so. Um, George especially was friends with Eric Clapton and he he convinced Eric to come into the studio and actually help them do uh, the guitar solo for While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And so you might not know that. And it's uh, he was actually the first kind of guest who uh, was on a Beatle album. And uh, in fact, he was uncredited. So most people don't know unless you know the story. But um, go back and listen to that song now and listen to the solo guitar that is in there. It's some of the most memorable uh, guitar riffs uh, probably of all time. And I just think it's so cool that it was actually Eric Clapton uh, who did it. And so as you listen to that, realizing it's him playing, you can hear him playing and it's totally Clapton. And when he added those that uh, to the album, that was it. They they finally had what they were looking for, uh, and like I said, just just a great great song. Um, some that are <laughs> that are funny. Okay, happiness is a warm gun. Okay, and again, that title has just always cracked me up. But I didn't know necessarily where it came from, and it's a song that doesn't really make sense. It's like three different songs crammed together in one song. If you go back and listen to it, but John got the idea from a. <laughs> a rifleman magazine i think and and the title of the article was happiness is a warm gun uh which meant that you're so happy when your gun <laughs> kills an animal and anyway <laughs> he just thought that was so funny he had to incorporate that in there's also some other funny songs like piggies right you know the piggies rolling in the mud but then they talk about big piggies that wear white shirts. <laughs> Again, you know, kind of a slap at corporate, uh, at the corporate kind of group. Uh, Rocky Raccoon, you know, that is just, it's just a silly, silly song, right? Uh, but um, uh, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. And there's a lot of really funny references in that, especially 
you know, as somebody who's traveled a lot, you know, I'm sure if you're this way, you know, you go, you go to a, a hotel somewhere and if you open the nightstand, what's in it, there's usually a Bible that usually has been placed there by an organization called Gideon's International or Gideon Organization, something like that. But it's a group that uh, prints all these Bibles and then puts them in hotel rooms. And so uh, they make reference to that in the song. Um, <laughs> now that I'm talking, I can't I can't get the jingle in my head, uh, you know, to say it. But uh, and anyway, he he runs into Gideon in the hotel that he checks into, uh, which, again, is a Bible, which I thought was really kind of funny. Um, anyway, a lot of uh, kind of really, really silly songs on here, um, but some that really um, are are deep and some that are just beautiful. I mean, Blackbird uh, is probably one of the most beautiful songs uh, that Paul wrote. And again, that has a lot of meaning uh, behind it. You know, was it really about a bird? Probably not. It was written in the 60s. It was probably about kind of black suffrage and uh, Rosa Parks, I'd heard, was kind of, you know, maybe some inspiration behind it. But anyway, kind of um, the struggle that was going through at that time. Now, also on here is a song called I Will uh, that, that uh, uh, Paul wrote as well. And I, I didn't realize this until I, until I had gone to that lecture. Um, but I Will is the first love song that Paul actually wrote uh, for his wife or soon-to-be wife. Uh, you know, that was when um, he started dating uh, Linda, uh, who ended up becoming his wife. And that was the first love song that he wrote for her, which, again, I thought was really cool. And if you go back, it's such a tender and such a sweet song. And something else that's really cool about that song is Paul didn't play the bass on that. There's a bass line in it, but it's him going bump, 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 bump with his voice in one of the tracks that they overlaid onto it. So go back and listen to it. And if you now that you know that, when you listen to that song, you're going to see it. Uh, anyway... Um, <laughs> Another silly song, Everybody's Got Something to Hide But Me and My Monkey. Silly title, the kind of title that I love. But actually, if you will listen to that song, the lyrics in that song are very deep. And they follow kind of a, a spiritual text uh, kind of thing about things like, you know, when, you're, when your inside is out and your outside is in. And it's a, it's a very, very, very deep uh song go back and listen to it okay because there's a lot of actual uh ancient wisdom that is included in that song with the silly name uh that you can get some benefit out of helter skelter i mean that one just gets me going you know um i feel like i'm invincible and like i'm flying when i listen to that song um another one again it's kind of silly but sexy sadie you know as just was one of those that was in my in my mind all the time another one of uh honey pie uh you know which again is is kind of in in some ways a silly song but but what's interesting is it's a callback to an earlier track called wild honey pie 
So that was kind of interesting how they put that together as well. Now, last couple of songs here um, that I want to talk talk through, and then and then we'll uh, we'll kind of wrap up for the day. But um, Revolution number one, right? And there's Revolution number nine. I found out there's other Revolution versions as well that they didn't actually put on the album. Um, but on here, uh, Revolution one and Revolution nine uh, are on here. And I'm sure that you've, you know, you've heard it before, right? Uh, you say you want a revolution, well, you know, right? Um, I love that song, right? Because I think what this world needs right now is, is a revolution, right? And even though this song was written over 50 years ago, it's very relevant today, right? uh you know if if you want to go asking for money with for for people with with guns that kill you know i'm not going to give it to you right different words and things that are actually in there um that when you go back and listen to it that song is still relevant today and a reminder to all of us if you want a revolution go out and make it happen right uh, don't sit back. I mean, part of what rock and roll was about is kind of creating this revolution and changing the world. And if you're one of those kind of people who wants to change the world, guess who's going to change the world? You are, right? You're going to change it by what you do. Now, you might not be this huge activist that has millions of followers on social media. Doesn't matter, right? When you change your world, you change the world for those around you and those around you change the world for those around you. Right. And in fact, uh, you know, that's the only way that change actually happens is one person at a time. So, so don't forget that. <laughs> now, probably the last one for me to kind of talk about is cry, baby cry. Uh, which again, like I said, it's, it was just one of those incessant songs that I would wake up to every morning. And so I'd listen to it about five or six times. Now, one thing about this track is the cry, baby, cry, the song, it goes along and then it goes silent. And so you think the song is over. In fact, um, most of the time, you know, I'd listen to the song and then I just hit replay, 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 replay. So it would get to that, to that silence. And I would just assume that because there was silence that the song was done. So there's a lesson, right, that there's a lot in silence. And just because there is silence doesn't mean the song's over. And it doesn't mean that nothing is happening. In fact, some of the some of the loudest uh, sounds that you can hear are in the silence. OK, so anyway, how did how did that come up? Well, when I when I I, I didn't get it to hit you know, replay really quick and it went to the pause. And then right at the end, there is a there is a very short track. It's maybe like 15 seconds is added on to the end of that, which says, can you take me back home? Right. And it refers to Rama. Can you take me back home <laughs> where I'm from? Rama. Now, again, this is a reference back to their time in India. Um, but if you know anything about Rama, 
Rama is a very powerful being and a very important being. And so what was the message for Jason? I need to connect and tune to Rama. So I'm going to do that. Okay. And uh, like I said, it's, it's one of those things that that's, that's for me, right? That's a, that's a message that I kind of got. You might get a totally different message and that's cool too, right? But as you're listening to songs, as you're looking around you, as you're seeing different signs, because I promise you there are signs everywhere. There's symbolism everywhere. If you will look for it, you will find it and you will get guidance on what you need to do. But you have to place awareness on it and be open to receive it. Uh, and when you do, it's right there in front of you, right? Like I probably listened to that song 20 times. And the message that I needed to hear was after the silence, right? So again, we do all of our work. We have some silence. And then the answer usually comes. Huh. Isn't that interesting? I, I'm not, I'm thinking that's not a coincidence on how the Beatles did that. And they probably did that on purpose. So anyway, take it for what it is. But anyway, a little different episode this time, but um, I had fun doing it. I hope you had fun listening to it. Uh, and, and I think, like I said, it's a good, I love this album because a lot of the silliness and what seems to be random things in these songs is not. It's not that silly and it's not random. And if you go back and listen to it, uh, you're going to get some messages that you need to hear as well. And those messages are going to help you live a better, happier life. They're going to help you to change the world, right? And again, maybe some of the messages I shared today, you're like, holy shit, Jason, that was exactly what I needed to hear. Well, you're welcome. Listen to another episode. You're going to get more. Okay. And uh, with that, I'm going to sign off for today. And uh, thanks for listening and go check out the white album. And don't forget, even when things get bad, obladi obladaman, life is good. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.